if you want to reach audiences when uh, they're more likely to kind of have that ears and hearts open to empathetic messages, audio is an amazing place to do that. We have so many brands that are in the social good space right now and, and corporate social responsibility. And audio is a really powerful place to be uh, communicating with folks about messages for good because of this link to empathy and the ears. Welcome to the Sound and Marketing Podcast. Today, I'm joined by RFL Busan and Mike Schulte from Mindshare. And they did a very interesting study on the brain and podcasts. And uh, seeing as I am also a podcaster and this whole sense of sound and the brain and how it works is super fascinating to me. I had to invite Arafel back. She actually spoke with uh, Rachel Lowenstein a while back. And now we're bringing Mike in. So thank you both for joining me today. Thank you. We're, we're happy to be here to talk all things brains and sound. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having us. So let's kind of just dive in. And um, if the two of you could kind of explain how this study came about and kind of the, the main findings that you were finding through it. Yeah, so uh, we started this study in partnership with Wondery, the, the podcast company, and it started with the central hypothesis of, we know there's something emotionally going on when people are listening to podcasts. Uh, we feel so immersed in these stories, but what is it really that's going on from a neurological perspective? And what does knowing about these uh, drivers and emotional connections, what does that mean for brands? How should brands be thinking about uh, the audio space when it comes to different kinds of messaging? Uh, and we've had a lot of our clients ask us, even in the last year, of what is the role that audio should play in a media strategy. And so we went into the study wanting to look at a couple different things. Uh, the first was just what is it that's going on neurologically in the brain when we're engaging with podcast stories? How are we encoding advertisements? And then are there certain uh, aspects of podcast advertising, such as the content type? So whether it's an interview versus a storytelling podcast, or whether it's a pre-roll ad versus a mid-roll, how is that going to ultimately affect how memorable and emotionally engaging different brand experiences are? So I, I don't think you actually tested on this, but I was just curious, um, how would a video podcast rank with its audio-only counterpart? Um, from your research, would you spec speculate that this is less effective? Yeah, so I think that's a really interesting question. Um, and it draws on some research we've done earlier where we're looking at uh, different senses in advertising. So we did a study where we looked at folks who just heard the ad versus folks who just saw the ad thinking of digital video and compared it to a control group where they got to have both experiences of sight and sound. And we did find that, you know, that both experience, anytime you can include as many senses as possible, uh, you're going to have a more engaging experience. Um, but what we think is really interesting with podcasting is uh, one could kind of postulate that there is a unique emotional signature to the podcast experience that has to do with the fact that it's self-visualized. It's a format that's specifically created so that uh, it gets into imaginations and that really deep storytelling. Uh, and because of that, it, it is likely that that video element might take away from that. We know that uh, kind of the theater of the mind is so important in driving those emotional experiences. Uh, so it could be a little bit different than that first study we did when we were just looking at uh, digital video ads, uh, since it is such a, a audio first environment. 
in your study, you did an analysis of a TV show that also has a podcast. And I thought it was interesting because, um, and, and it goes along with how I feel, but like when they were watching the TV show, they were turned off by the character, but in the podcast, they related more and they, um, they empathized to the character that much more. And my feeling on that, it, it makes complete sense because it goes along with the idea of, I love to read books before I see the movie, because I feel like the book is going to give me more of um, an immersive experience than the movie ever could, because it's speaking directly to our brains. And so our brain will interpret the way that we want that story to go along. And so, for example, Lord of the Rings, I read the book before the movie came out, the first movie. And even though the movie was amazing, uh, there was something more to the book because it drew into what my brain knew my brain wanted, I guess. Uh, and maybe that's what happened with this study with this television show. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, would echo those same feelings on the Lord of the Rings franchise. Mm -hmm. um, what, what we found was so interesting was that uh, when, when looking specifically at these emotional responses that people are having with characters, when you have to only rely on speech, you have to only rely on, on the scripts of the characters, uh, A, it does require you to listen a bit closer to be, be following along that story but it lets you interpret so much on your own since you don't have uh, you know, visual distractions of what their facial expressions might be doing in the moment. What you end up doing is kind of assuming what your face would be doing in that moment um, and how you would feel. And so it almost, it almost makes you uh, understand what, what folks are talking about and going through a bit more. And, and we thought it was a hysterical finding that we found these characters that were uh, objectively quite annoying, uh, that people had <laughs> a little bit more of a positive valenced reaction to them in, in the podcast only environment. Uh, they were really putting themselves in the shoes of the character. And, and because of that, uh, they, they understood a bit more why they might be reacting that way. And we think there are huge implications for brands because of that. If you want to reach audiences when uh, they're more likely to kind of have that ears and hearts open to empathetic messages, audio is an amazing place to do that. We have so many brands that are in the social good space right now and, and corporate social responsibility. And audio is a really powerful place to be uh, communicating with folks about messages for good because of this link to empathy and the ears. Stemming off of that, I feel uh, in our, our current uh, biases and social media preferences and just our preferences in general, um, do you think that a podcast advertising is a welcome sigh of relief because it's not a visual being pushed in, you know, pushed at you, but it's it's words. So maybe the words are accurate, maybe they're not, but it's less flashy, it's more stripped down, and in, in essence, it's getting to the basic message. Do you think that that is kind of the strength of advertising through podcasts because they're, they're already kind of in this emotive state? Uh, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it definitely is uh, sort of a, a welcome sigh of relief, to borrow your words. Um, our brains actually process this structure of audio advertising as novelty, um, even though it's essentially a very sort of old medium, right? Like storytelling uh, fundamentally began as a personal audio platform. 
Um, but now that we're sort of simplifying on a large scale and entering um, a phase of sort of like minimalism in media, um, our brains are now seeing this as something that's new and interesting. Um, and it's, it's somewhat paradoxical, right? Because we're simplifying, but we're actually now over-indexing attention um, towards these seemingly simplistic platforms, uh, for example, podcast advertising. Um, and this comes from behavioral neuroscience, actually. We know that exposure to novelty releases dopamine, um, which we know to recruit uh, positive attention and emotional responses, um, which makes sense in this context, particularly given the research that we've done in this space. Um, but, but something I'll add to that, too, is that we also sort of eliminate the cognitive hurdle of having to guess if a visual ad is an advertisement or a sponsored post. Um, so in audio, we have sort of a more relaxed and trusting cognitive state as we're not constantly wondering if something is an influencer post or sponsored content. Um, so we, we sort of just like take them at face value. We know that they're simply ads. Um, and because we are not distracted in that way, I think we listen more closely and attentively to their to their content. I wonder also, because I mean, I'm I don't know how other people listen to podcasts, but I am not capable of doing anything else. So when I'm listening to a podcast, I can't read. I can't I can't hear what my kids are telling me. Like I have to focus on that or I only hear one thing or the other. I'm, I'm not I can't multitask when it comes to podcasts. And so I wonder if um our brains maybe are are so focused, which normally we're so diverted in what we're doing. Our brains are so focused that we're extracting what we believe is right and wrong from the ad and making our judgment just based off the off of that. I, I'm not sure. What, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, anecdotally, I have a very, very similar experience to you uh, where I feel very focused on listening to a podcast and, you know, not so focused when I'm when I have Netflix on. Um, but I think, you know, like many concepts in neuroscience, it's seemingly odd and paradoxical, um, but we're actually more relaxed once we start a task that requires some measure of focus versus when we settle for a task that requires little to no focus um, and then ultimately fail to remain engaged in one task at a time, uh, which is often the case when we choose to watch me on Netflix and end up on our phone. Um, but, you know, despite the fact that this is somewhat self-selecting, I would say, and that we choose to remain focused on a podcast, partly because of the environments in which we choose to listen to a podcast, we overall find them to be an effective and relaxing sort of escape from the, you know, chaotic world of modern media. Um, and we get more out of it, right? Attention is a very limited resource. Um, there's a concept or, or theory in psychology called the limited resource model of attention. Um, and it basically says that, you know, we do not have endless attentional capacity. We have to allocate our attentional resources um, to, you know, a limited number of, of places at a time. Um, and I think podcasts and podcast ads are effective in part um, because they directly um, and entirely and exhaustively command our, our attention at one one time point. There are a couple of different things that work there. It's it's the behavior uh, going into choosing to listen to a podcast. It's it's very much so a choice that you want to pay attention to something. And within that, I think we have this this kind of a fallacy that you know humans love to be able to, to have lots of things at once and have all this choice to engage and not engage. Um, but we really we don't like that. We like to focus on one thing at a time. And giving that kind of consistent amount of attention to something is 
is really rewarding for people. Um, and, and because of that, it becomes this self-selected listening experience. So effectively, people are choosing to listen to these ads. Um, and, and because of that, they're remembering them so much better and, and having more of an emotional connection to them when they hear them. Does that go into the novelty that you were talking about? Because I'm just thinking back to not too long ago when we didn't have all the things and we didn't have so many distractions. And this yeah. was the way we processed everything, you know, um, even TV. Like if we turned on the TV when I was a kid, you watched the TV. <laughs> you weren't doing other things. Um, so I, I feel like maybe that has something to do with it, that it's just going back to, like you said, this is kind of how we're we were kind of functioning before. Yeah, absolutely. And, and when thinking of, of brain development, which in turn, you know, dictates why we behave the way that we do, uh, we often forget that our brain has been evolving for a really long period of time. And the screen is a relatively new invention. And our brain is not used to having to, to make these uh, kind of 2020 decisions of, of having to compete for attention. Um, and because of that, it's less rewarding when we're in those environments. And so absolutely, it's a return to how we most naturally process information. And because of that, it's the most rewarding way for us to process information. And even in the next 10, 20, 50 years, we're still not going to be changing our brain structures to navigate away from how we process information. So it's actually quite smart for brands to be cognizant of this and to think of places where we can get into more of that natural information processing behavior and experience, because we know that's where they're going to be most successful from a memory and emotional engagement perspective. Going into, um, you did kind of a study on key branding moments uh, through social media and versus podcasts. And um, podcasts were a higher engagement, it looked like, for a longer amount of time, even though they were shorter ads and everything. It seemed like from what I'm looking at from the <laughs> from the graphs that you have, it seems that there was more consistency if in engagement for the podcasts. Uh, and then social media dropped off, especially for the memory, the memory recall at 60 seconds. It, it looks like social media just like totally dropped off at 60 seconds and podcast was was holding steady for memory. Um, can you elaborate on that? Yeah. Um, so this was the most surprising finding for, for our team during the study. Um, and it's since something that we've replicated in uh, many other, other uh, consumer neuroscience studies. And that is that uh, when we test lots of kinds of ad units, like, uh, you know, digital video, TV ads, we tend to have some, some pretty high engagement in the beginning. And then slowly, all of those kind of metrics start to decrease towards the end of the experience. And what we found in audio was it's effectively the exact opposite. It never has that wear off effect towards the end. And a lot of that has to do with behaviorally, uh, just how we use the sense that we're engaging with at that moment, which is our ears. We, we listen continuously. We've learned to uh, follow sentences through all the way uh, and, and to pick back up. We follow intonations in voice very closely. And uh, we don't have the same kind of visual distractions as we have in visual mediums. So in the same way that your eyes kind of can wander away when you're watching a digital video ad or, or even a TV ad, and, and there's so many things competing for that sense in that moment, uh, we don't have that with audio. When you have your headphones in, 
you are locked into that experience. Um, and, and because of that, we're, we're not seeing drop off. And, and that's really important because in those last couple of seconds, that's often when the brand is communicating the biggest part of their message. Um, and, and this is something that we think is a really important finding for our brands to consider is we have to move away from just, uh, you know, did somebody see something versus, you know, did somebody truly process it? And did they really process the part of the message that we wanted them to? And I'll just add to that, um, that, you know, the, the way that we are able to sort of measure if someone truly process something is through memory. Um, and there are two different important types of memory when, when we're talking about, you know, neuroscience and media, right? There's echoic memory, which are memories that are encoded auditorily. Um, and there's iconic memory, which are memories that are encoded visually. Um, and studies have shown that on average, uh, you know, visual or iconic versus auditory or echoic memory um, recall in the short term is statistically similar among healthy populations. Um, but longer term recall actually favors information that was encoded auditorily. Um, and this is a trend that's seen across age groups. Um, so ultimately, I think this sort of speaks to the lasting advantage that podcast embedded ads have over TV ads, um, just because they will remain more effectively in longer term memory storage for the majority of, of consumers. I love talking to the people at Mindshare. They are doing some incredibly fascinating studies. And so if you haven't checked them out, do it. Geek out on some of their blogs and case studies. It's worth the time. I'll list their web link in the show notes. We'll finish up our interview with Arafel and Mike next week, so stay tuned. In other news, my course, Sounds, Power, and Influence in Marketing, has officially launched, and you can find it at soundinmarketing.com. I am thrilled with how it turned out. Mad props to Jared Isham for all his video and producing brilliance. I can't wait for you to check it out, so go on over to soundinmarketing.com, watch the trailer, view the curriculum, and sign up today. Years of research and information has made this course possible, and I'm confident that there is a little something, or a lot, in there for everyone. For inquiries on sonic branding development or consultations, you can find me at Dreamer Productions. That's D-R-E-A-M-R productions.com, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also email me at Gina, J-E-A-N-N-A, at dreamerproductions.com. For more of the Sound and Marketing Podcast, don't forget to follow, subscribe, and share. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Stitcher. All links will be provided in the show notes. This episode was produced by Dreamer Productions and hosted, written, and edited by me, Gina Isham. Let's make this world of sound more intriguing, more unique, and more and more on brand.